0: Yes, yes. All right, welcome to another Goodman Factory podcast. Today we have myself, Manny. We've got Goodman Matthew. We've got a special guest today, first time for Dean. And we've also got T here as well. Big up uh, Goodman Malik on the... I was about to say on the mic again, second week. (laughs) (laughs) Goodman Malik on the camera there doing his thing and then big up the rest of the Goodman Factory and all of our frequent listeners. I guess before we start, it's a good opportunity for us to plug... Um our Goodman products. So if you go onto the Goodman Factory website, www.goodmanfactory.com if you select uh any product and then type in G Pod One for a discount, you can get yourself 15% off. Uh and yeah, I'll probably do another reminder midway through. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. All right. So if we just go straight into it, me and uh me and Malik had a a conversation. It was an argument, and I told him I loved him. <laughs> after, so it was it was it was a nice argument, but we had a discussion around antisocial behaviour. So, thinking about our own experiences growing up in areas like Newham, Hackney, uh, certain parts of South London, and we discussed as a group basically just the influence of of the oldest, pretty much, or the oldest or the people that, in ends, were looked up to. So, what was their influence on us? What's their influence on younger men now? In our communities, um, and how did that maybe affect younger people? In terms of like, how did that contribute to their life outcomes? Um, should the should the blame be put on the older men in our communities um, that are derailing some of our young boys? And I think the reason why it became an interesting conversation was because because Malik actually was saying that the elders in the ends, irrespective of of what. What they indulged in, the things that they got up to, they still protected him in some way, and it wasn't just a narrative that actually every older and ends was basically trying to find a way to to criminalize other young boys. And um, you know, I had a I had a counter argument to that, but then obviously all of this is contextual. So before we get into it, I'm going to put this out to you guys and uh, feel free to jump in. But what? I guess so. We can answer two questions there. What was your experience of elders in the areas, in the ends that you grew up in? I know Matthew, you're quite young, so this might this might be relevant to you now. But what 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 was what was the experience and the influence of the older men in your life, um, and how do you think that has affected you growing up as 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 men, essentially?
1: Huh.
2: Yeah. um, you know what? Similar to Malik's dance, um Elders in my end, they were like, encouraged man to like, just chase what man wanted to do kind of thing. Like in a sense of like, um, I remember like football, uh, loved football from early. So from going football, I'm from Hackney originally. And then we used to go football practice in Islington, in Archway. And um, yeah, I just remember like, going, going to different areas at the time was very like, sticky in it like do you know what i'm saying but at the same time i had friends from isla and um, from school and whatnot so for me it was very simple like i'm I'm going to play football my, my brethrens, like and my elders my oldest kind of um instilled from me from young like have your own mind like make sure that you know people don't tell you what to do do what you want to do kind of thing so it was very like i don't know for me i didn't experience the whole like being pressure to do things like kind of thing i think pressure came with age for me like um as I got older, realising how to fend for myself and whatnot. And that's when like, oldism at my stepped in like, yo, boom, you need to know how to get money. You need to know how to like, stand on your feet. You need to know how to like, um, you know, protect your family and and all of that little thing. So for me, the game that they gave me was always like, um, on a mental kind of aspect of things. Like just know what you're on, know what you're doing kind of thing, Um,
3: but yeah.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you two? Um, I think for the majority of my life, I just, I've just never had an older... I've had like older cousins, but I've never sort of been... I guess I had an issue with authority, so I would never subscribe to the need to have an older. But I remember there was one encounter with, with an older person, an older mentor, and um, I was talking as I do, you know, talking to a room full of people, telling them, yeah, this and that and... You know, I think we was debating about whether the world was going to end or whether was just a stupid debate that everyone's passionate about. And this man's just there in the corner, not saying a word, I didn't even notice he was there. Then he's like, no, that's not right. I said, yes, it is. (laughs) He goes, all right, cool. That was it. And I carried on talking, but I couldn't get it off my chest. I I couldn't let it go. I thought, how are you going to call me out? And that's it. So finished, wrapped up what I was doing, went up to him. I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, what was that? And he was like, well, you ain't ready to listen. You're not ready to listen. You want to talk, but you don't want to listen. So I think I spent about an hour trying to hound him to find out what he wanted to say. And he said, I'm not going to tell you unless you show me that you're willing to listen. So for about a couple of weeks, I had to prove to him that I wanted to listen. And he kind of put me through a test in order for me to learn how to actively listen and then learn that new skill. And from from there, it, it made me realize that the, the, the influence of having an older person could teach you so many skills. And I wish I had that younger in a positive way um, because it doesn't always have to be negative. I feel like an older person can have a positive, oldest from ends or whatever, cause he was very, very hood. This <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a scrubbed up um, gentleman or whatever, but um, other than him, I've never ever, ever had any oldest. I, I would have more of an issue with them rather than a relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel that Um, I'm kind of similar in that.
0: Like I never, I never had one older. Mm. So when I went by my name, my tag name, when I was younger, I ain't gonna put that out on camera oh, right Come now. on, come
1: on. <laughs> Give out. it to us.
0: <laughs> Too many of my students are gonna start searching it up <laughs> coming to school the next day with that name being said. But um I didn't have an I didn't have any elders in Ends that I necessarily looked up to or respected. Mm. Um, but olders in Ends were very much present, mm. regardless. I think it came down partly to just the fact that I was like on the cusp. Of partaking in activities where there would have been elders from ends basically overseeing that, if that makes sense. Because for the large part of like my teenage years, I just had a big, massive group of friends. So my biggest influence were my boys around me mm. who were the same age, literally in the same year group. There wasn't anybody above us that we necessarily looked up to or aspired to be like or respected. Mm. So even like the older year groups in school, for instance, like, like there were there were there were occasions where we had PASA with the older boys from from yeah and and they were also the older boys from ends you know mm. so I never really had that 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 influence negative or positive from an older in ends but one thing I would say is that the influence of elders in ends it was still it was still quite evident in in, mm. in the way that we behaved so like I give you an example. Like when I was in year six, there was a girl that I knew and um, she was in our year group and her older brother had this mad reputation like for being kind of like just a madman in secondary school. And I remember when we started in year seven, <clears throat> when we started in year seven, the current, the current year elevens, basically a war had started out between uh, basically like, a, like the Asian community and the black community oh, yeah. ends. and the stories were ridiculous. But anyway, just to cut to the chase, basically we inherited a war, basically, that had started from the oldest in our school. So because they had smashed up so many boys and had their own individual fights and stuff was happening on Main Road, when we came into school, year seven, just like that, we were getting into brawls and into fights in school. And it's only in hindsight, you look back at it and you just think, wow, we were just inheriting Mm. a, a war of some sort. So I never really had kind of like that individual um, influence on me, but I did see how the way olders were in ENDS, how that kind of influenced how we were in school and kind of like, you know, us inheriting wars and stuff like that. Um, so that's just my experience. But I think we'll go, we'll go into a bit more as to like in terms of like how this affects young people today in terms of what we're seeing, which I, I personally think is a crisis, um, people will say, oh, you know, there was like a lot of gun crime and knife crime and beef has always been present. And that's true. But I, I'm of the belief that like there's something a lot more, something a lot more deep going on in, in our communities now. Um, and I'll go out there and say, you know, I think what we're seeing is, is child exploitation. I don't think, I don't think the presence of elders is what it might have been like w- when you were younger, Dean, or like what me and Malik were saying, where. They were kind of like they were they were doing what they were doing, but they recognized that they still needed to be a role model of some sort. So they took on the responsibility of still trying to guide you. So it's like they're doing their own madness, but they could recognize the good you and be like, "No, you need to go home, stay out of this." Whereas I don't think we have that at the moment. So so
1: you're saying there's a lack of, I guess, older representation.
0: I don't even think there's a lack of older representation. I think their roles have changed massively. Huh. In that I think once upon a time we had elders who did what they did. Don't know how they started or how they got into it, but they just were they were just the guys in ends. But they could like like so that's an example. Like we had guys in, in, in ends. So like if I'm in secondary school, we had guys that were like in their mid-20s and we knew that they were on stuff. Mm. Like we knew, like their names rang, mm, rang bells yeah. around around the ends. But when you saw them. They gave you the most. They gave you the utmost respect, and you gave them the utmost respect. And you kind of felt like, oh, rah! Like and so just, mm, just mm, like tapped mm, me mm. in my back and said, like, yeah, like I hope you, hope you lot are blessed. But I knew that he was doing the madness. In knew him, mm. but he took on that responsibility of not necessarily wanting to bring us into his world and get involved in all of that. He was just basically doing his own thing and kind of just like protecting us in some way. Whereas now, I think from what I see, especially because I. I teach young boys uh, especially of that teenage age as well you don't have elders that have that same mentality anymore in my opinion i think all of them are finding ways to exploit young people I, like that's just that's just that's just my view on it so i guess we kind of you know we'll go we we'll go deeper into that uh, in a bit but it'll be interesting to hear you Matthew, just uh, what your experience is you know as a as a young man as the youngest in the group
3: um yeah i think it's interesting because i kind of High school and secondary school, I was quite sheltered in the sense of like, I don't didn't know anyone from my area or like anyone that lived around me um was dropped off at school and picked up all the way up to like year eight, year nine. And so like in terms of elders, just from, from the ends and just about like, I didn't really know anyone, but from in school, I always had older friends. I've always kind of just found myself around older people, but because it was in like a school environment, it was always just about how to hold yourself in terms of don't get caught up in that beef man Don't just ignore it just don't let girls all that kind of stuff it was never like anything beyond that Mm. so I think I picked up characteristics in terms of I know how to carry myself or I know like how to speak to people in a way to get what I want or to avoid drama or that kind of thing but yeah I've not had anything like an elder or older so outside of that Mm. if that makes sense Mm.
0: so so seeing as you are one of the youngest. Sorry, guys, I don't want to keep, you know, I don't want to keep madness <laughs> of how old you are. But <laughs> seeing as you're one of the youngest in the room. You know, you're closer to the age of mm. of 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 teenagers now who are,
3: quite frankly,
0: running right in certain ends.
3: Mm-hmm. So like, what do you see from your point of view? A 100% agree with what you were saying in terms of, I think there's definitely a shift of, like, because I can remember in, in secondary school, especially in year seven, when you're, like, everybody's curious but I was a kid I was like one of the kids will be like no this is (laughs) a go home (laughs) but um yeah and I I don't think that's there anymore I think like you said that it's exploitation and it's there's just a disregard for just knowing that you should actually be someone shouldn't be trying to put people down the wrong path I think maybe it's an obsession with I don't know what it is but that regard it's just gone. There's no regard for that anymore. I think I disagree to an extent. I
1: think the yeah. nowadays there's, there seems to be more of an older presence that are trying to deter people from, I guess, a certain way of life. Like when you think about there's more successful athletes, musicians, um, actors, stars, or just people successful within their own writing business um, from ventures or just, you know, you, you can go to Canary Wolf and you see more black representation and faces than ever before. So now we have more of this, I feel like there are a lot of older people who were once upon a time in that life because they had no choice, who are using their lives to sort of deter other people. It's like, yo, don't do this. Even if it's just to sort of a younger brother or younger sort of friends from, from the area and stuff like that, similar to what you said, you know, you've always had older friends who have, I guess, advised you what to do and what not to do. Um, I think that's more prevalent now, in my opinion.
0: You know, you're you're right. You you're right to a degree. Um, maybe I should have been a bit more explicit. In my head, when I'm talking about olders, I'm still talking very much kind of just like the ends scenario mm-hmm. and the end scene and circumstances that that basically kind of surround young people that are basically on road. Because you're right, there are more people of our age and a bit older, even o- older rappers. For instance, mm-hmm. so like you think about people like Mash Town. And 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 there's other examples of of of, yeah. of basically people who everyone knows about what they were on back in the day, mm-hmm. and North now Star, they're sitting. So yeah, North yeah. Star. You know, like all of them. Like even so, Solid Crew. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will basically come now. Ashadi As just the other day was talking about literally how he kind of like how he kind of like. Oh, he wasn't groomed to join Soul Solid, but how he kind of basically found that community of people. Mm. And before he knew it, you know, there was just bare stuff going on. Then he had his own gun charges, et cetera, mm. et cetera. But a lot of people from that generation, and partly in our generation as well, they came out of that struggle and they are trying to basically give a positive message, trying to, you know, help young people to come out of that by advising them or from doing projects, you know, got Mashtown doing um, podcasts and stuff like that, where they're pretty much telling people... <clears throat> This is what ends was like before, mm. real life situations where people have died. It's not worth it. find other avenues, but then there's a whole other scene that people aren't aware of, and maybe that's what it is. maybe people aren't aware like country lands for instance mm. yeah, is something that is glamorized it's glamorized because we see it we see, we see it in every music video now, like let's say every drill or gram video that we hear of now. There's
1: a crew called um, Country Gang or Country Boys. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old are they? Um, they're youths, but I ain't seen their face. They all wear masks. <laughs> As in they, they're probably about 16, 17, Probably, yeah. yeah. So your favorite- County Don's, that's it. County Don's. Yeah, your favorite yeah.
0: artists, like these youngsters, a lot of them will talk about country lines from the first minute of the song to the last minute of the song. But what no one really deeps is that that's a 16-year-old rapping about going to country. Now, if you look at what that actually means, that means at some point when they should have been in formal education, should have been at home, they were on a train on their way to, on their way to Stoke mm. or to some random place up north. And they were basically in an abandoned flat, bagging up drugs, probably sleeping with mm. drug addicts, probably made to maybe have sex with women, drinking, taking drugs themselves, selling drugs whilst they were out there, carrying a weapon to make sure they don't get robbed, possibly having to use that weapon, and then they come home Mm. and then they rap about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's glamorized in the rap song as like, yo, made so much p in the bando, top trapper of the year. But at some point in that child's life, they've experienced what no child should have experienced, which Mm. is basically leaving home for an extended period of time. And it's not their fault. And the reason why it's not their fault is because A 14 year old just doesn't pick himself up to go to Stoke on the train and put himself in a bando and start selling drugs for a couple of months. Mm. And now he's missing, you know, and there's a running joke online on the internet that people don't take seriously. When a 14 year old has been declared missing, Mm. you see comments underneath, oh, it's probably in Cunch, probably in conch, probably in Cunch," And it's kind of almost glamorized, but the experience around that, maybe because we're so far removed from it, people don't realize that that's not a pleasant experience. And it's not normal. And for them to get to that point, it's child exploitation, because an older person in their twenties, possibly in their thirties, in a lot of these cases has groomed these young people to join the group of friends or the gang that end up eventually going to country. Where are the older people in that particular scenario that prevented that? And that's why I feel like it's a bit worse because when I was younger, I don't remember too many scenarios where the youngest and ends, almost all of them were being groomed or picked up to take part in this one type of activity. It was specific individuals. You know, you had your friends, but then you had ones in particular that just ended up going down one way. But now it seems like young people, and I say it because I work in schools, you've got young boys that are literally, they have no business doing it, but they're doing it. And because someone's out there on the main road, basically luring them in, buying them stuff, threatening them, and they're forced to get into this stuff. And so that's what I meant when I was saying that I feel like there's a lack of role models. Hey, you've made it halfway through the episode. And just for doing that, we want to celebrate you. So we're going to give you an opportunity to get a discount code. Not 15%, no, it's going to be 30%. So what we're going to ask for you to do is type in HTGM on www.goodmanfactory.com, HTGM, and get yourself a 30% discount code for being such a loyal subscriber. Thank you.
1: Um... I think it's, it comes down to perspective. I, th- I agree when you word it like that, you, you can't deny that there's definitely a rise and there's a glamorization of a certain type of lifestyle. Um, I think youngers are more impressionable today and there's more pressure on having to attain and maintain a certain lifestyle. You know, you've got kids wearing Canada Goose or freaking Gucci trainers or even like Yeezys, what, how much are they? 200 or 250, 249. Right. Back then, no, I wish <laughs> 110s. I, yeah. I won't even tell you how I got my 110s. But <laughs> but um, it, 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 now you have to sort of maintain this lifestyle. So I don't feel like it's there's a lack of older influence deterring them. Obviously, there's a lot of olders who are, inviting them and introducing them to this lifestyle but I think it's like I have to maintain this lifestyle where else am I going to get this money how else am I going to be able to do this um, I was talking to one of my young boys the other day <laughs> that's how always says it on um, Joe Budden the young boys um, and he, he was like yo we stuck in to get a car so I said, yeah, cool. Like, Do your thing, like, you know, get a nice little hoopty A to B. He was like, no, I need a C class. I said, no, you don't. Like, why? He says, ah, oh, everyone my age has got a C class. I said, bro, you're, you're 17, 18. But he was like, oh, Dave got it. So I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, there was a a TikTok that went and I sent him the TikTok, which breaks down, you know, how many hours of your life you spent in order to get that money <clears throat> um, so you could you know, buy whatever trainers or whatever it is. And he was still like, "Ah, but I need to- to... a young black boy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen it. Um, it, So he, uh, so uh, the, the young boy was basically, had convinced himself that he has to maintain a lifestyle that he doesn't necessarily need to. And it's an unrealistic expectation. He's placed on himself, but it was so difficult to convince him otherwise. Now, he's got an older person trying to deter him from wasting your money or getting desperate and introducing himself into certain activities that he shouldn't introduce himself to that could fuck up his life, get him into trouble or whatever it is. But he, the older person was there trying to deter him. However, the pressure society has now put on him to live and maintain an image is what was forcing him towards a certain type of lifestyle. And I think that's what, I think the olders are still there, Um, more so than ever before, because you do have ways out, more avenues out, but there's also that pressure to maintain this this level of wealth that you don't need to maintain or have at 17, 18. When we were 17, 18, same tracksuit every single day. Straight. Like, Mm. the only way we could differentiate, I guess, like, the tracksuit was maybe getting a different colour. <laughs> and and that was it. But that's what got us to be creatives and um I guess be ourselves. But we were cool wearing it. Whereas now you can't wear the same clothes every day. There's like an there's an issue. You're getting you're getting trolled or, or whatever. Do you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Basically the influence. That, that the 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 the, the influences from all around whether it be social media whether it be your boys whether it be the music videos it has its part to play
3: mm. um yeah I'm it's the stage that we're in you know of instant gratification and an image that's mm. what's driving people to want to um because i've kind of like thought the same things like well like how come everyone has this car like like how come i don't have it but you kind of need to 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 catch yourself when you're thinking like that and i just it's actually way harder to do, Either, easier said than done, right? With everything with social media, and whatnot, whatnot, you want to be doing as well as everybody else. You compare yourself without even thinking about it. And then of course, when you don't have the means to to do that in front of you, you go and look for the means to do that. Mm. What, what's, what stopped you then?
0: Mm. Considering we all face the same pressure and, and uh, experience the same force, against us, that's basically telling us to do things or live life in a particular way. What stopped you considering you see people around you at your age, flossing, you know, driving certain cars, wearing certain clothes. You said, actually, you had to say to
3: yourself, no, that's not me. So what were the things stopping you from then? In- you just have to, I just, I can't afford it. <laughs> and that's what you just, I just have to realize, like I can't afford it now, doesn't mean I won't be able to ever, and nothing in life is overnight. I just have to be patient and work towards it. And maybe I have that goal in my mind, but if i can't if I don't have it now, then I just have to work hard, and that doesn't mean I have to go and like do something mad in order to get at the end of the day, it's just a car what I have can get me from A to B, and anything else wanting anything more than that is just for my own ego and my own pride mm. Dean, what
0: do you think in terms of um yeah do do you think it's as bad what
2: now? In, I I agree with your original point. I do think it's as bad because I rem- like growing up. Like, I mean, it, it depends really. Because, for example, I got a friend that's in tech, and like, um, he's trying to make um, he's trying to get the young kids into tech, showing them like you can, you know, you can do this. Like, you like playing PlayStation, you know, you can make a game. Mm. And I I just remember growing up like, you know, certain things were deemed cool. Just like now with, with the young ones, like certain things are deemed cool. But like. Bro, I love I love playing games. I remember growing up, I love playing Spider-Man, I love playing the FIFA's and whatnot. And I remember like if you would have come to me as a 14-year-old kid and told me that I could make a game, bro, I would have been, I would have jumped on it. I would have bit your hand up. Yeah. Like, where? How how? Mm-hmm. Because I'm just that type of I'm very enthusiastic. I'm that type of you where look, I'll be real with you, I've watched I've watched the movies, the gangster films and whatnot, and I've seen how they all end. And like for me, I'm like, okay, that looks nice, but the ending. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like yo, that's not me, like, I'm not trying to get caught up, I'm not trying to go jail, I'm not trying to lose my life, I'm not trying to endanger my loved ones, I'm not trying to put my loved ones through distress, so how am I, what can I do, like, and that's always from young, just been in the back of my head, like, so I say that to say this, um, knowledge, sharing information, sharing certain information with the young ones, like, back in the days, the, the top shoppers and whatnot, they wouldn't they didn't have the information to share. That's why I feel like the ones, they protected us because the information that they had, they're like, yo, don't go down this road because X, Y, Z or whatnot. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But what do you like to do? Oh, you like, I see you playing football. Yeah, go chase that. Right? So they'll push man in that lane. And so my brother now, when he's um doing what he's doing in tech and he's doing with it, even that that encourage I'm like, wow, like, you're, you're making tech cool for the young kids. And the young kids, they're, you know, they're... they're um, they're buying into it, and I'm gonna do a shameless plug here. Mad
1: Techie, but
2: but even like even the name, like do you know, what I'm trying to say, kind of thing, like Mad Techie, like do you know, what I'm trying to say, making it sound cool, like it's just certain sharing certain information with certain people, like and just letting them know that yo, there's not one, this is not the only way. You don't just have to do that, and just like um, my brother here was saying, like in regards of just know- knowing himself, it sounds like he knows himself. Mm-hmm. Do you know, what I'm trying to say, it's like he's saying he's being real with himself first. He's like, you know what? I can't afford this. I'm not going to do xi I don't need to do X, Y, Z, but I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to work towards, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to do this. And mindset, do you know what I'm trying to say? That already, from someone his age could look at me and be like, rah, like you're not going down the path that these lot are, like what? Mm-hmm. And do you know what I'm trying to say? Draw closer to him because it's like rah, because his mind is stronger than anything. You know what I'm trying to say? So I feel like for the young ones, they're so impressionable, man. So it's about giving them the right impressions, man, and letting them know that, yo, listen, man, there's a million, million and one ways out here to, 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 to achieve these materialistic things that you want. But it's like starting from what do you want to do in life? Like what is, what spurges you in the right, what spurges you to do like good things, that kind of thing. So I don't know, for me, I'm just always like the bigger picture. I look at the bigger picture, man, you know? What's this, What if I'm doing this five, 10 years from now, how how is it gonna end up? How is it gonna grow? How is it gonna how
0: is it gonna develop for me, man? So, yeah, that's just whose responsibility is it then to have that conversation with those young? That's a lot of information to give, and mm-hmm. clearly a lot of young people aren't getting that information, mm-hmm. which is why they think it's worth worth it at the age of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen mm-hmm. to hop on the train. Or for instance, I saw a really really like upsetting. Uh, article recently and then I watched a video because I can't help myself and right. it was basically it was basically a guy probably similar to our age. I think he was in his late twenties, maybe early thirties and um our age. <laughs> Matthew's trying it hey, I like that, man. Yeah. You're with the men now So you just You just you just accrued our ages altogether
3: Oh my <laughs> The average What's the mean mode of median? Yeah.
0: But yeah But basically There was a guy he was, he was in his late 20s I think early 30s And there's a video footage on, on, on the internet Of this guy Running into a little girl Outside of a shop I believe it was in yeah. Hackney Um and, 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 and basically, long story short, you know, this guy was, he was stabbed I think three times and he, and he lost his life. And when I was reading the article about it, the two guys were found that, that stabbed him and they were sentenced. And when they went through their text messages and their phone information and stuff, they were basically told by like an older person in the group or gang, put some blood on your knife. That's all it was. The guy himself that they chased down there's no and there's no evidence. There's no proof. The guy, I think he had a, you know, he had a job. I think he had two children possibly. He was literally just chased down on that day because someone, an older person, texted these two boys and said, You need to put blood on your knife to prove yourself worthy of this gang, being part of this gang. And they chased this guy down who knocked a little girl down in the process of trying to trying to save himself. And the guy was, was stabbed to death. And so like When I think of that, it just makes me think like, you're right, what you're saying. There are actually a lot more positive. You're right. Like I'm actually going to retract what I'm saying. There are, there are a lot more positive figures now. Like I even think of ourselves, like think of where we've come from, what we've seen, where we've been and what we're doing now. And in some ways, even like your friend, you're, you're trying to give back in some way, like you're already in your career, but you're trying to provide information or provide opportunities. And that's, there way more than it was when we were in school. We've had to just find our way and navigate. But at the same time, there's an increase in violence with our young boys, in my opinion. No, you're right. And so so something's still fundamentally wrong. So how is it that we've got more, more men from our generation, stepping up, sending information down, being available and present, but then you've got more younger people now and they're getting younger, partaking in activities that's gonna cost them their life and, and cost civilians their life.
1: Like, where's, what's going wrong? I think we are very much at the beginning of of our cycle in terms of our culture. And that unfortunately is part of, uh, gang culture is part of, I guess, is seen in certain communities, right? Um, And if you, if you look at America, like gang culture is a career. You know, if you're part of a gang and, you know, you're, you've you got into that gang, it's blood in, blood out for certain gangs, right? And you would meet a 50-year-old gang member who's at the top of the chain and he's proud of it. He, you know, he wears it like a badge of honor. And I think that's kind of what's happening here. You know, you've got, what, second, third generation sort of people born, raised here mm-hmm. and have managed to sort of make a career out of doing, you know illicit activities um there was there was an interview recently with nines where he was with Chucky and he was talking about trapping and he was like that was my career you know so now to maintain your career, what do you have to do? you have to get workers employees so if that's my business, I need to you know I need to get executives uh, and I need executives to get you know soldiers and workers and in order for me to eat and maintain my lifestyle wherever I've got it to that could have been 10 years 20 years however long you've been in it I need the youngers and people are exploiting them but it's because it's a career it's now a job it's 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 not before when you were doing, I guess, things that we shouldn't have been doing. It was because we needed, it was a means to an end. We needed that money. You know, you might have had a bailiff come to your house or there was no freaking electricity or or whatever it is. It wasn't for trainers. It wasn't to, to maintain a lifestyle. Where now it's so much easier to sort of influence a younger, to sort of join my gang or a gang, because one, you're going to want to do image gang. You want to be popping, you want to be this and two i I you've got no choice mm. to kind of you either join my career or my my gang or we could put it on you mm. and there's there's definitely more of a pressure in that sense um and I remember there was a conversation with um with a guy I think he's he's definitely in his thirties. I haven't spoken to him for a while, but I remember when he had a kid and he had a kid young, but I met him when his kid was about twelve thirteen, so he was older than me at the time um and he he's on road or he was on road, but he was like, because his kid now is reaching that age where he's trying to tell his kid, stay away from it, but he's still on road. He said, that's the first time where he saw it was, he saw his behavior as problematic. But before that, it was never wrong. It was just his life, but where his son, is now getting into that culture. He's like, "Yo, like, I, I don't want this." And a lot of the times, people just don't see what they're doing. A lot of the elders now don't see this as wrong. Like, even Lowski, he's got, uh, he's on trial at the moment, right? His dad was was in the Brixton gang. I for think it was for an M. I don't want to, yeah, I not well, yeah, it was PDC, but I didn't want to say. But it yeah, what it yeah, Um, I mean, I think that's,
0: that's
2: yeah, people. It no, be out, anyway, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. But
1: for me, it's like you were in a gang, you know. Now your son is in a gang. Your son's in and out of prison, but he's also got a career that's taken off, but now he has another case. Mm. Where's your influence in deterring him from from that lifestyle that you were in and you saw firsthand? So I think as much as there's older representation, there's there's definitely something that's missing. But for me, I think I look at it as, because gang culture is a career. Do
2: you know what, touching on um, T's point yeah, it's so funny, Um, there's a gigs bar that he says, um, I had to drop it out. Couldn't have my son, my little son like dad bring me. And I feel like as well, um, I don't want to draw out the artists and the musicians and all of that, but like- Draw them out.
3: When, when- <laughs> <laughs> Name them. <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> you said, no, pick up gigs for that bar because that's real like, cause you know what I'm trying to say in terms of just like, bro, his realization came through his son or through his child. You know what I'm trying to say? And same thing what you're saying with your mm-hmm. brethren. It came through and some, some of these people, or some, some people in the end, like, they, don't, they don't realize. They don't think what they're doing is bad. They're like, yo, I'm doing what I'm doing, whatever, whatever, unless it's close to home. Then it's like, rah, rah, rah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, once you, my thing is, once you realize, you'll spread that, like, let people know kind of thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And another thing is, as well, is like, um, man, them, I'm sorry to say, but man, them can be lazy, man. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say in terms of like, there's so much behaviors um, you have to unlearn. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, because anti so I, I remember getting my first job being so like I didn't realise I was so antisocial.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know
2: what I'm saying? In regards of coming into the um coming in, it was a retail job, coming in, oh hello, like you know what I'm trying to say, pack packing away, and obviously customers i have got to approach customers and, and whatnot. But like I'm still like I'm going west end, I'm on the train, like I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm like in my own zone, I'm you know, am walking around <laughs> like But what am I doing? You know what I'm trying to say, like realistic, that's not the that's not the behaviour you're going to a job, mate. You know what I'm trying to say? You, you have to call it, there's a certain way you've got to carry yourself and whatnot. So I feel like the olders or the musicians, when they have that realisation of like, yo, this thing, what we're doing or whatever man's doing or blah, blah, blah. There's, there's no, there's no like, there's no, let's be real, there's no end, there's no, it doesn't end nice. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I feel like they know this, but at the same time, they don't want to, show the youths the full truth. They glam, That's why they glamorize the whole, uh, um, mm-hmm. cut, even with the, with, the, with the low ski, because the funny thing is I watched the Lowski interview with um, ZZ. Yeah. And he was saying that how his dad is like one of his biggest fans and blah, blah, blah. But you could tell that case thing is banning him because bro, he's not in that space no more. He's not in the end space, bro. He's making money off music. Mm. Bro, he's, he's, he's living his best life. Do
1: you know what I'm trying to say? To kind honest, of thing? Most of his boys are in jail. Do
2: you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? But then one of the ones and, and then or the dead. ones- yeah. The ones that do come out and want to do music, they're they're hopping on the music team because they've seen, yo, my bridging's taken off in music. I'm trying to find my way out through music. So, like, that's the thing. Like, the people that are in it, bro, like, they don't want to be in it. Like, it's not, it's, they've got to glamorize it. Like you said, with the whole nine, the career, they've got to glamorize it because they're in it
0: now.
2: Mm. I'm in it now. And, like, in order for me to get out, bruv, I've got to get people in it. (laughs) You know what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to say to get out? And, And that's how I see it. I could be wrong, but it's like, once you're in it and your knee's deep, it's
1: like, yo, it's it's mad. It's really mad, like, it's, it's... And you know what? Sometimes you you have sort of people that were once upon a time in that life, later on trying to atone for their sins, but you don't advise, and you struggle to advise sort of younger people and deter them. So sometimes it's a case of, well, still do what you're doing, but, you know, make sure you're in school. So you're in that sense, Even though more older people are trying to sort of deter sort of younger people from going or joining a typical sort of or criminal lifestyle, you're still not really demonizing it. It's kind of like, well, still do it, just be careful. And I think that happens a lot now that didn't happen once upon a time. Yeah, and and another thing on that point, you know, one one of the things I've also noticed as
0: well is when you've got these like old school like gangbangers like, and they they come and talk on shows, them them. Their their message is supposed to be, or what they tr- what they say they're trying to say is they want young people to go off roads. But when you listen to them, the whole time they're speaking about roads, they're still glamorizing it. Like they still talk about it in this kind of like sexy way. Like they still, it's like they they want people to know that know that they were a part of it, that they were about it, that they're not too far away from it. But all you young like, all you young boys, you got to come away from that though. Like you got to you know. But you've just spent the last five minutes talking about madnesses you you know you're telling a great story about this and that but at the end of the message I don't think a young person will hear that and think to themselves oh you know what I don't want to do that like how many of your boys died
1: hmm.
0: like how many years did he get 15 years of his life that's long hmm. what his baby mums gave birth whilst he was in prison and he did see his child for 10 years but they don't really kind of like say it in that way do You know like when I hear they? about OGs talking about you know, the life that they lived and they're trying to like, you know, now tell young people to go go about, go about it a different way. They're still living off of their name and their old hype and mm-hmm. that comes through when they're sending that message. So mm-hmm. you're right. Mm. It's like they're trying to deter them but they haven't really
1: said anything that's going to deter a young person. But you know why as well? It's the, that was for a lot of people the best years of their lives. So it's <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I had all this money, I had all the girls, I had all the attention, I had the car, the watches. I can't even help but be happy when I'm talking it because I haven't had that since. And that's also a big problem as well. People, as much as you know, like if the consequences wasn't there, are you still gonna have a problem with that lifestyle? And I think a lot of the time it's if boys weren't dying or you weren't going to jail, mm. you ain't gonna have a problem with it. No. Morally, we we struggle with within our community, being able to dis- determine what's right or wrong until there's consequences. Yeah. And, the only way to deter people, is to only talk about the consequences. Once you start talking about everything else, you're not deterring anybody. Like, that's it. If you're, if you're going to be telling me, oh, you know, don't go crunch, or don't move drugs, or don't jump on moves, but, you're also talking about the watch, or that's the money that funded your business, mm-hmm. um, and now you're a successful business person. I'm thinking, wait, so how do I get my my startup, my 50k or whatever? And a lot of the time, that's what it is. You're you're atoning for your sins now, but you just cleaned up money that still existed. For me, it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to do what you did. I'm just going to be more careful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think there's that there's that, um, like, young people probably think that actually there probably are young people that actually get into it thinking you know what all i need is just a couple of you know couple of grand get my money up and then you know i'm just going to i'm going to i'm i'm going to sort myself out and i guess the reality of it is is when they hear when they hear, when they hear older men talk about these experiences they don't tell them you know enough that actually once you get into it once you dabble in it just a little bit all it takes is one one evening where you're with your boy you know, and you get caught slipping in the wrong ends. Or all it takes is, you know, you're in the wrong bando and the feds run up in it. You're, you can't afford to dabble in it and then hope that in a couple of months you're going to be in a nice position and you can start cleaning up your money or whatever. Because the re- reality of it is when a 14, 15, 16 year old puts themselves in that situation, it's a pipeline more often than not to prison. Mm. or 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 to death or or, you know know, or they or or they could possibly die or they themselves become a killer and how many young people are out there on road now that just thought i just need to carry my knife just in case but if i have to use it i've got to use it and so that's why for me it's just like if you're going to go on 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 the internet and you're going to tell people to stay away from from the road or whatever don't glamorize it and talk about you know all the, all the money that you made whilst you was doing it. Because like you said, young people are impressionable. One, one young person is gonna hear that and be like, well, I'm gonna try my luck. Maybe I can make that amount of pee and still get out of it. And like you said, if you know the consequences for it, if you know the consequences for it and that's all you speak about, you're not probably gonna take that risk. I certainly didn't take that risk because of that. I was always fearful of going to prison. Even just the fact that police would come to my mom's door no matter what I got involved in, won't incriminate myself. But no matter what <laughs> I got involved in, in the back of my head, I was like, I was always thinking about my get out. Mm. Like if my boys were doing something mad down there, but I, I, I got a whiff that maybe feds were close by or like, you know, a teacher was somewhere. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, cool. So what's my escape route? If I can bring two of my boys and we can get out of it, fine. But if I'm by myself, I can't take the risk. I don't know what them lot are like, mm. but mom can't see feds come to her front door today. So see, I always had the further consequence.
2: So that's a cut you up. way. See what you said there, Mum. Respect for your mum. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Respect from your fa- Respect from where you come from. Your family. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That mm-hmm. kind of, in a sense, in the back of your head. Because I'm listening to talk. I'm like, I relate. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because I know how I know how my marge is. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just little things that, as well, bringing shame, bringing that little things. What's my marge gonna say? What's this? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So in the back of your head, you're like. I've got to move correct. Or I gotta know what I'm doing. I gotta know, you get me kind of thing. So, and that's what I feel like as well. Like, a lot of like a lot of uh, the kids, they're putting their respect in the wrong places. Mm. Or they're looking up to the, the wrong role models. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like they're looking up to, you know what I'm trying to say, the 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 top shotter in the ends or 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 whatnot. But instead, like looking in and 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 seeing, like, okay, cool. Where do I come from? Where does my family come from? Like, who am I? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like from some like bro, my mom wasn't born in this country. She come to this country. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So for me, it's like, yo, like I'm privileged because I've been to Sierra. I've been I've been to where I'm from, Sierra Leone. I remember the first oh, you're
3: time. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: So I remember I remember going there in 09 and just seeing like how it is there. Like you know what I'm trying to say? Like oh that. Privilege compared to this, so it's just little things. I don't know. I'm, I'm a deep. I think stuff bears like a lot, and I'm just like, and every time, every time, like, I'm one of them ones. Like, I always learn from other people's mistakes as much as I do learn from my own mistakes. But I'm always like, especially if it's close to home. I'm like, rah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's happened. Cool. I can't be do like you can't. I can't be doing X, Y, Z or whatnot. So it's just. I don't know. It's just about paying attention, man. I think kind of thing, and just knowing, always go back to yourself and knowing is this me like. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Is this is this something I should do? Like always make decisions that you want to do.
3: Like, do you know what I'm saying? I wanted to go back to what T was saying earlier about um in the community, um, in terms of just seeing things for right and wrong and the consequences. I'll just I've it's been bugging me since like I've just been thinking, like, how do we get past that? If you know, people get because the thing is people are only getting into these things for consequences, but they only are the only thing about the good consequences and whereas when and again when people are t- trying to uh um <laughs> discourage people from doing these kind of things they're glamorizing it but they're saying it's not worth of it it's not worth it because of some of the negative things that have come mm-hmm. as a result and without that it's still good like it's all good so i'm just thinking how do we get past that kind of only you know only focusing on on the end on the end goal because the end goal is like riches and all of that and girls and all that kind of stuff but how do you get people to see that actually this is just wrong
0: Full stop, like this, yeah. as in you're saying, like, how do you get people to say, to think, actually, this pathway, generally speaking, isn't right. Yeah. But when you say that, are you talking specifically about like, so, like, selling drugs, fraud? Are you just saying, generally speaking, a life of crime? Why isn't the message just full stop? It's wrong. Don't do it. As opposed to it being kind of a cultural thing where it's just like, no, it's all right to like sell drugs. It's all right to, to,
1: to be a fraud man. Um, just don't get caught. That's what, that's literally what I was going to say because I, I think it's a human flaw. It's just as long as I'm not getting caught, I'm going to do it. Um, it's not just within our community. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. You're going to have... <laughs> you know, look at the pandemic and mm. and the amount of, I guess, people in positions of power and of influence and running our country that shouldn't have been doing certain things. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, the money is missing or yeah. they were giving money to certain people or... They were given contracts to certain people or mm-hmm. mismanaging. Matt Hancock, <clears throat> <laughs> but um, I call them out, man. They they got away with it. So it's kind yeah. of like, how do you tell somebody from a poorer community, don't you know, like, don't do this because it's wrong, and be patient when those people within, I guess, respectable positions ain't f- doing the same thing. Mm. They they ain't leading by example, mm. and there's so many cases of that mm. where. We look at people in positions of, I guess, um, affluence even, yeah, and a lot of them and influence. You're right, um, and a lot of them are there because they were sharks. They they didn't do the right thing, and yeah. and it's it's difficult. It's a difficult conversation to have, like because most people's mentality is they didn't get caught, so I'm not gonna get caught. Um, what's that guy's name? Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got a whole movie from doing the wrong thing <laughs> and a book, and it's glamorized, and it's kind of like, Well, yeah, what's the these difference? what are doing it? Yeah, the that's only cool. difference with us is it's costing people lives. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's another conversation. Their crime is costing people lives, costing people their lives as well. It's just that they're mm. so far removed from it that.
3: Mm, yeah,
0: they never get caught. You know, there's a good book actually. Um, it's an it's an all right book. It's called Country Lines, and um, it goes into like, it goes into like the real the history of country lines and how it starts. And like, this is something that like begins in like Colombia and like South America, and then finds its way into Europe, then finds its way into England specifically, and basically. At the very bottom of this whole structure of drugs and young people going into like uh, country lines, at the very bottom of that is just young, young people from poor areas. But at the very top of it, the people that are funding the whole process are all rich, to the point where like it's it's like people can question government's involvement in it, in the sanctioning of 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 of, of, of lorry loads of like drugs being able to even enter the country week in, week out. Like people forget that in the UK alone, mm-hmm. we are we have a massive say in, in the drugs, transportation from, from certain parts of the world, like South America into Europe, into England. The drugs that these young people are selling, it had to come from somewhere. You get it? You're not picking up that amount of coke or that amount of weed from the barber down the road, like you're getting it from someone in particular. You hear the word the plug often and the plug himself, there's a bigger guy ahead of him. And at the very top of all of this, there's a guy wearing a suit that's got a family in a, in a probably 10 yard mansion. And he hasn't had to deal with anything on this, on the lower end. So it's you're right. It's a, it's a very difficult conversation to have because down below, we're just trying to do survival. Um, and at the top of that someone's just maintaining wealth and using their affluence and their influence to kind of maintain it and i guess that's just the structure in every society like you mm. go to brazil you go to america it's all the same the people that are controlling it that are allowing it that are allowing the drugs to go into those communities that are allowing the the guns to go into certain communities like there's lots of documentaries like in um la for instance like where not, on, not only drugs, but like there's documentaries where you can literally watch how guns were allowed. Like guns were literally just sold like at bulk loads to certain people within black communities. And they were just told like, take as many as you need. Because though, the people that were selling it to them knew that this was now going to cause a rift of some sort in those communities. And it benefited them to put those guns and those drugs in those communities. So I think it is a difficult conversation to have with a young man to say to him, listen, don't do the crime thing, don't do the fraud thing, it's not worth it. When in their head, they're probably thinking, well, actually, there's a lot of people around me that are doing it and they're benefiting from it at this moment in time. But also, if they look above and they look at people in power and government and they think, well, actually, these people are also participating in
1: crime. So I don't think you can really answer that question. Um, You know what, you just, you can. After you just said something, it made me realise we're focusing on one thing, um, which is money. And I remember I had a teacher in college who didn't care about money. She said, "I'm working here. Then in a couple of years, I'm just going to go to some remote island and just chill, and live beyond my be beneath my means, and just chill and have an easy life and stuff like that." And I think we have to change the focus from money because you're going to look at those that have money, and that's all you're going to want to sort of aspire to be, and kind of just be like, you don't need to be rich. You don't need. Uh, you just need to you know do what you're doing chase whatever it is be happy um or do what you love and look after your family and stuff like that and I think once the the people that don't ever sort of struggle morally anyway with those kind of things are people that just don't lust or desire money Mm. and I think that's what we kind of got to do we've got to kind of spread another message that takes the focus away from money Um, There's a good book called The Psychology of Money, which talks about that. And it's kind of just like, everybody looks at the the billionaires and wants to sort of be like that to the point that you've got people, great examples in it, of people who have had like 100 million, but because they want to get to the billionaire status, they're doing certain things and risking their wealth that they have already, that they've managed to accumulate by doing things that are illegal and then getting caught. But it all comes down to just that greed and that love for money. It's just kind of like if if you're talking to a kid now and you don't want them to go into a certain lifestyle, you've got to convince them that it's not about money. Life isn't about money. It's about other things. Mm.
0: Which is a difficult conversation to have if you've got no hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs>
3: that's true. that's no, it's true. Either, yeah. either way, it's is hard. Because if, if you're rich telling someone who doesn't have money, life is not about money, they're not going to hear it. Yeah, and I'm if like, you're sh- poor... Shut up, man. Yeah, like... <laughs> You know, it's, it's difficult either way.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not, it's not, it's not a coincidence in it that we hear so many songs with the word cream in it, like, you know, cash rules, everything around me. It is the truth. And do I do think, do 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 yeah, do <laughs> and it's finding that balance, I guess, of like, um, putting yourself in a good enough position and putting your family in a good enough position, um, but without them being another person that's just chasing greed and putting your, mental health your physical health you know your well-being your livelihood at risk for the sake of money um, and I guess when it comes down to it all of that is contextual because yeah, happiness is different for different people I don't struggle the same way as some families might do where they don't have hot water and electricity and, and believe it you know some people forget there are people that actually are living like that like I've got young people within our our what young people that I work with basically like you go to their homes and you're like wow how are you living like this? And you go to school every single day and you ain't said a word to other people. I can I can genuinely understand if somebody put something in front of them and said, just do this one job for me and you'll be all right. Is them... I can see why they would make that decision there and then. I can see why they would make that decision there and then because for them, poverty is real.
2: Yeah.
0: Fortunately for that young person, they've also got enough people around them to say, we- we've got you. And sometimes that's financially, like we can put our money where our mouth is and be like, it's cool, don't worry, we've got the 300 pound, that bill is sorted now. You just focus on school. Mm. And I think that's the difference. It's like some young people, some people just need a support system, you know? And, mm. and, and, and and I guess that's what a lot of young people don't have another person or another group of people to just fill in and just be like, cool, don't worry about that. Um, we've got you in that sense, so.
1: So, yeah. You're going to say something? Or was it you do? No, I was going to say what oh, you basically geez. said is their duty of care then for those that have acquired the wealth and managed to make it out the right way to not only give, you know, words of advice and wisdom, but to also put their money where their mouth is. It's like, yo, here's money, you know, if you come back to me if you need anything. Because it seems like the only people that are answering people's problems are people that are making you do it the wrong way. Mm. So you kind of have to give back to. Our communities somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's that's the human side of it, anyway, isn't it? Um,
0: that's the human side of it. But yeah, and that that makes a lot of sense because even what
2: you're saying about covering a bill, like, listen, focus on schools. It it does relieve pressure, you know, especially mm-hmm. on, on a young. And the thing is, what what the kids these days, little uh, obviously, what you just uh, mentioned is um, that's a serious um, kind of thing in terms of like not being able to have hot water and whatnot. But like pressures that the kids these days that deem this pressure are like pairing new trainers or like you know what I'm saying what you said about the 17 year old about the C club. like do you know what I'm trying to say it's like there's certain things they just need to like realise like yo the functions of things a car is a car gets you from A to B kind of thing or what not do you know what I'm trying to say so yeah man it's just I totally agree with that there is a duty of care for the ones that have made or got wealth so like if they can step in put their money where their mouth is mm, for the younger
0: ones then do so yeah yeah, Matthew, just gonna ask a quick question before we start to come to a close. So, I'm just curious for you, a young man that's at university, um, clearly making some right decisions, got a good head on yourself. What do you think, or who do you think, are the positive influences on you at the moment? Um,
3: good man, factory podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's, right that's right, baby. <laughs> um, oh like do you, want me to, uh, do you want me to name them or just oh, it um after, after, after. yeah no i think i think i'm i think i'm very fortunate in terms of the people that i'm around um like the people all the people here um uh, malik vizzy my cousin andy he, if he's listening, <laughs> um all these kind of people that <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think i'm just very fortunate of, because of the people that i'm around and i think um I think in life, we don't actually deep when people are successful that a lot of it has to do with the circumstances that you just found yourself in. Um, I think it's it's, like you said, when people are in, in tight spots and the way to get out of it is only looking like doing something that is morally questionable. You can kind of, there are circumstances where you can understand why someone did it. And I think I'm just very blessed in that one, I've never had to be in that kind of situation. And then, so if I do want to do something like that, it's because of glamour and that kind of thing. And then on top of that, I'm very fortunate in that the people that i have been around have been like, bro, it's just, just a car. It's just trainers, it's just clothes. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just very lucky in that sense and uh, very fortunate. It's not, cause it, we look at that kind of thing as like a standard, but it's not a standard. It's not, not everyone has that. Mm. And I think we also have that responsibility when we get to those kind of places to be that person for other people. and show them that there's more to life than the material things um so yeah yeah that that each one teach one type of mentality ah,
0: Definitely. i like that yeah each one teach one but um but yeah cool i think we're gonna come to a close now anyway it's been a good conversation good chat thank you dean for coming on for the first time and dropping those gems thanks for having me man. um but yeah i think as as we close anyway i think it's just important because we as the good men, one of the things that we're advocates for is obviously um, building up our community, sharing knowledge, and as we just said, you know, each one to each one. Um, I think that's kind of like the motto that we go by. The reason why we talk about some of the topics that we talk about now is 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 one to give ourselves a space in which we can kind of like express ourselves and and let let go of opinions and thoughts and discuss it and argue about it and do so in love. But I think also it's just to kind of you know help help the younger generation, help others who may listen to this and think to themselves okay you know what that's a perspective i didn't i didn't know before or that's something i've just learned and i think i think that's i think that's for me i think that's how we should live our lives um always being of service to one another but then seeing how you could give back and by giving back sometimes that's just taking a young person under your wing sometimes it's just literally talking to your younger brother a bit more you know that's me speaking to myself you know so I don't necessarily think it has to be anything major. I think it's just we, we all have kind of like a duty to one another as humans to to just reach out to other people or to speak to another person or to even be practical and literally take a young person under your wing. So, so yeah, so that's just a bit of advice, I guess, for, for any of our good manufacturer listeners. But as we come to a close, we've been going for an hour deep, um, or an hour strong, should I say. Final plug. If you've been listening today, we're going to give you an opportunity to get yourself a 15% discount. If you just type in GPOD1 on www.goodmanfactory.com, you can get yourself 15% discount on any of our Goodman Factory products. Definitely well worth your time. Um, and yeah, that's it. So thank you again, T. Thank you again, D, Matthew, and Goodman Malik on the camera. Another episode and we're out. Bye.